Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. Now, I'm sure many of you have your homes beautifully decorated with silver and gold or red and green from floor to ceiling, wall to wall, right? You're probably singing along to your favorite Christmas tune, dreaming about the big day. We're full-blown into the holiday season, and I couldn't be more thrilled. I just love this time of year, the smells, the sounds, the hustle-bustle. The sharing, the caring, the giving, I just love it. Giving all throughout the year is such a blessing, not only for the recipient, but also for the giver. Christmas is an especially beautiful time to love on our families by giving gifts. But picture in your mind a cold, barren apartment with cabinets and fridge scarcely filled, no colorful lights, no tree, no stockings hung or gifts hiding anywhere. We're all called to be cheerful givers all throughout the year, but the idea of a child not receiving anything at Christmas is just, it's just heartbreaking. Today we'll be talking about ways that you can spread the gift of love and giving to local children so they too can experience a truly magical Christmas. My first guest is Sarah Hine from the Christmas Clearing Council in Waukesha. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It's a great way to start off our holiday season. Yes, it is. So how did you get involved in this organization and what makes you so passionate about it? Well, I was invited um, to a board meeting by a friend and former coworker and you know, as she's telling me about this organization initially about 12 years ago, um, you know, you start talking about children and Christmas, and you really had me at hello before I even walked into that board <laughs> yeah, meeting. No doubt, right? Um, for sure. But, you know, I walked into this board meeting, and it was just palpable. These people, board members, were so passionate about what they were doing and how they were helping the community. And and it just inspired you. It brought out this, this drive in me that has really remained since. And so needless to say, I um, did eventually join the board shortly thereafter. Um, and throughout the 12 years that followed, I served on different committees, of course, and I um, was in the office volunteering and I volunteered at our toy shop and um, was on the executive committee. And I, I really got to know this organization really closely. And um, the people and the clients we serve. And I just, you know, you, you've kind of feel this calling. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, I was very lucky to be offered the executive director position back in March. And following this calling that I had, um, I accepted. And I've, I've just been very happy since. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, way for me to continue spreading holiday cheer. We do work year-round, believe it or not. But, <laughs> um, but certainly, uh, the community just really activates for us at this time of year. So... I'm new to this organization. This organization, though, has been around for 69 years. So um, it's an organization that certainly has grown in scope, but our mission has always stayed the same since that first initial idea that popped into someone's head that said, hey, there is a need in our Waukesha County community. Um, And I think sometimes people think Waukesha... Wait, Waukesha has uh, you know people below the poverty level line. You know, I don't <laughs> think people understand that there is a great need. Certainly, yes, in the city of Milwaukee. But once you start getting out further, 
I find in talking to some nonprofits out in Waukesha County, they're saying, you know, people are surprised to hear that there are families that are experiencing challenges uh, or are close to that yeah. poverty level line. Yep, absolutely. That is correct. And, and what Ruth did, Ruth Jones was the executive director prior to me coming on in March, and, and she served our organization so well. She reached out to every corner of our community of our county. So we extended far beyond just the city limits of Waukesha. Um, And she worked with agencies and she worked with schools to really try and identify these pockets of individuals that could use our help. Um, And, you know, in doing so, she also helped to reach out and find people who were willing to help. And I think you get this partnership in the community and you and you get this excitement and this um, this thing going and it and it works out every single year. So when you're looking for it, it's there, right? That is correct. You know, there are yep. so many people, organizations, corporations that are willing to step it up and right. and help yep. as long as they know that there's a need, which is which is awesome. Right. And it's all about education. It's all about just asking. And you know, just as if just as I was motivated by the fact it's for children at Christmas. That's how the community thinks, too. And, and you ask these companies and, and places that have been supporting us, just whether it be through um, donations or toys or just volunteer groups that, um, you know, they, they come to us and, and we're blessed to have them. We're blessed that and they share this this opportunity with others and it just grows. It's been a, a great experience. And so. like you said, when you say Christmas and kids in the same sentence, I mean, people just come together, right? Yeah. And you feed off each other's enthusiasm right, for, yeah. for a mission such as this. And, mm-hmm. and again, I'm, I'm glad to be the, the voice in this case or the face of this organization, but um, this organization is the community and it, it really um, is community driven. And so I'm proud of that. Well, and we talk again on this show about passion and, and you know, why we want to know why people are doing what they're doing. Because when you're passionate and you speak passionately, passionately about the organization, it gets other people enthusiastic and passionate about contributing in some way. And so you're obviously where you need to be because your talents <laughs> match your passion. So that's, that's great. Um, when we think about Christmas giving to children, we often think of toys, Right. Um, Stay tuned to find out how Christmas Clearing Council is going beyond in other ways. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Sarah Hine from the Christmas Clearing Council. So when we think about Christmas and children... We think toys, right? Yeah. How is Christmas Clearing Council going beyond in other ways? Well, our mission is and always has been to help children at Christmas time, of course. Um, in some of the ways that we do give to these children, um, children who are not sponsored. So our program actually can be a couple different things to different families. Um, we can sponsor them out. So you could call our office, Jill, and and say you would like to buy gifts for a child at Christmas. And so that's a very personal experience. Um, but families that aren't sponsored in this way are invited, invited to our toy shop. And at toy shop is where we see a couple of really neat things happen. Um, it, and giving kind of does take on a life of its own sometimes. So Toy Shop is really stocked with items that are donated throughout the county. Um, 
including bikes and books. And so when I say we give to these kids in many other ways, it really comes down to our bike program and our book program. Excuse me. And our book program is very amazing because two-thirds of the population that we're serving do not own a single book in their home. That's and really sad. Isn't as it? As important as literacy is. That's that, correct. Yeah, and it's a, yeah. it's an indicator of, you know, future academic success. Mm-hmm. And and so if we as an organization, and, and the board feels just as passionately about this, if we as an organization can offer these children not only one book, but two, three books at our toy shop, we are starting their library. And if they happen to be clients over the course of a short period of time, a couple years, well, then we're giving them several books to add to their library. And and their siblings would be getting books as well. Right, yeah. And it's we do offer Spanish language books. We offer English language books. And we, we do our best to offer what is the most popular series at the time. You know, kids want to read what all their sure, kids are reading. Sure, Do you um, accept used books? Well, we prefer new books. Okay. We, we do give out new books and new toys to all of our clients. Um but we are able to purchase books at a deep discount from a couple different companies. So, okay. so we feel as if our buying power is strong. Um, so our goal every year is to make sure that these kids go home with more than one book. And, you know, donations are important in this case. So we are empowering them to continue this learning beyond just Christmas morning. We sure. want them to learn outside of the holiday season. And so we're trying to uh, make our mark that way. And the other way we can, we're really seeing this interesting thing come about is through our bike program. So in lieu of picking out um, gifts or uh, toys for their children, a parent can actually choose a bike for their child and they get a bike and a helmet. And it's fun for our little kids to get a bike. Of course, their neighbors have bikes, their friends have bikes, and they want to go and play and ride around. But we serve children up to age 18. And these children, these teenagers, are now all of a sudden able to get to and from school, to and from activities, and to and from their first job. Exactly. And so for us to be able to motivate kids in this way and, you know, perhaps break the cycle of poverty that they're in and, and, and really help their situation when maybe their parents are working full time and can't get them to that first job or to that after school club or activity, they have the ability to take that into their own hands. And, and so we do offer bikes at toy shop and it's that those two particular programs, it's just wonderful to see that they really reap benefits outside of Christmas. So wonderful. Well, so, okay. The, the B and B program, the bikes and books, books. uh, (laughs) those are certainly uh, important, but what are some other ways that the Christmas clearing council helps kids? So I I alluded to it before. We have three prongs to our program. Um, We have the sponsorship program and more than half of the children who apply for our program do get sponsored by someone in the community. So whether it's a business or a school group or an individual family that calls and says, you know, we really, really would like to help a family this Christmas. And and we pass along that contact information for the family in need. And it becomes a very one-on-one personal giving experience. The sponsor and the client um, work together and um, 
gifts are purchased and delivered directly to the client. So that is that is a wonderful part of our program. So you can find out, or the, the giving family can find out what that receiving family wants specifically. Correct. correct? Absolutely, which could, it, could include winter coats and okay. boots and you know, things that unfortunately we are not always able to provide them at our toy shop. Sure. So, what about food? I mean, can they provide a dinner? Um, they absolutely could. You know, as an... Christmas Clearing Council advocates for um, supporting the children in the family, but it is up to that individual sponsor if they would like to provide a meal or um, gift certificates for gas, things like that. It's up to that particular sponsor um, what they would like to do. So um, so then if, if families aren't sponsored that are in our program, they are invited to toy shop. Parents can come and shop for their children at toy shop. In Toy Shop, think of it as a giant Santa's workshop. It's it's a I want to go. I that know. Like fun. <laughs> it is a giant gym that we line with tables and we have one particular night where donations from across the county come in and it goes from empty tables and echoes to a fully set up toy shop in less than 24 hours. So that's awesome. It's remarkable. We have such a generous community and and we get a lot of toys and, you know, books and mittens donated. Um, So families that are invited to toy shop can either choose a a toy or two, but they also do get the books that I talked about. They get waterproof mittens and hats that we talked that I may have mentioned before too. So it, it is a wonderful experience for those who aren't sponsored and get invited to toy shops. And everything is uh, free of charge, correct? They receive? Yes, that is correct. They receive these things free of charge. Our giving as an organization is based on $75 per child. So when when a sponsor calls, we ask that they spend $75 per child in gifts for that client. Um, Same thing with toy shop. We have a way that we can certainly estimate about $75 worth of toys that that family is taking away per child. Or like you said, for the older child, perhaps gift cards or, you know, to Kohl's or yes. gas. Yep, absolutely. Cards and or movie passes or. Right. And that brings me certainly to that net, that third prong of giving that we have because we noticed at Toy Shop, people donate so many wonderful toys, but toys for the younger kids. Mm-hmm. You know, zero to 11 is really um, the age for Toy Shop. So our teenagers didn't have a whole lot to choose from. And that's when we began our teen gift card program. The teen gift card program is, again, based on $75 of giving. Um, They get $65 in gift cards. And then we're able to thankfully purchase Marcus movie tickets at a discount. So they get- you purchase them. We purchase them. Yep. And so- each teen is given two Marcus movie tickets as well. So the total giving there is $75 as well. So, um, but it's just, it's a, it's a neat way that we've been able to kind of customize giving, you know, to our older children as well as our younger children. Um, and sponsorship is open to ages you know, from zero to 18. So we do get sponsors who would like to sponsor teenagers and, and buy all those fun clothes and things for them. Okay. Well, we want, we want listeners to understand how clients can apply for the services. So can you share with us how, how that process goes? Absolutely. Um, if a family is deciding that they aren't, aren't making ends meet and they would like to apply for our services, there's a few criteria that they need to meet before we would accept them into our program. Um, parents 
can grab applications from their child's school, from their social worker, from a social service agency. Um, we don't actually give out applications ourselves. And the reason for that is because these agencies actually can verify the level of income for us. Um, we don't have the capability in our office to do that, but our wonderful agencies are able to do that. So, And that's important because you don't want people taking advantage of the system. I mean, I talked with someone yes. recently who said, I've seen families go from toy place to toy place to toy place, and their child's Christmas is better than my child's Christmas. Right. So right. to have those organizations in place that are keeping things on the up and up is is important. And to know that you right. guys are doing that, that's that's important. Absolutely. And, you know, our goal is to certainly respect our clients, to respect our donors. And in doing that, we work very hard with local agencies to avoid duplication of services. So okay. as long as a family meets our deadline or our um, income guidelines, they need to live in Waukesha County. Their children need to attend school in Waukesha County. And the parents applying for the children need to have custody of the children that they're applying for. And when the agency signs off, they are signing off on all of these things being correct. And that application comes to us and we enter them into our system. So um, like we work very hard for accuracy and, you know, we work with other agencies to get confirmation of, of facts and things. Right. So Yeah, that's important. And that's, yeah. that's good to know. So if someone wants to help, even if it's an organization, mm-hmm. now Ellen Becker Investment Group has helped out in the past with mittens. We do a program where we gather mittens all year long. Uh, and then we uh, support the Christmas Clearing Council in, in that regard. And so there are different programs that corporations can do, individuals can do. So um, Give us the contact information uh, as far as if someone wants to reach out from either a corporate standpoint or an mm-hmm. individual standpoint. Who would they uh, – telephone numbers? We have a copious amount of information on our website, www.christmasclearingcouncil.org. And on there is a tab that says, how can you help? Perfect. So it's Perfect. all listed right there from how to donate toys to how to donate money to how to volunteer to help our organization. So awesome. it's all there. Awesome. So with Christmas right around the corner, dig deep in your pockets and reach out to Christmas Clearing Council to help make a child smile on Christmas morning. Thank you, Sarah, for helping to make that a reality for some local kids. That's wonderful. Imagine for a moment being a single mom raising two children with a gross income of a little over 20000 You have rent, utilities, food, medicine, gasoline, clothing, and child care for the kids. Do you have anything left over for special celebrations like birthdays or Christmas? In the next segment, we're going to talk with one of those referring agencies that works with the Christmas Clearing Council to help local children at Christmas time as well as throughout the year. Stay tuned to hear more. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. So before the break, we asked you to imagine trying to make $20,000 a year cover rent, utilities, food, medicine, gas, clothing, and other unexpected expenses. And oh, by the way, you have two children to throw in the mix, so you need to figure in child care as well. What happens when birthdays come around? What are you going to do to make their special day unforgettable? 
What about a Christmas? You're struggling and lucky if you can get them just one small thing. Forget the tree, the decorations, making cookies, St. Nicholas stockings, all that stuff that most of us take for granted or just have always had as part of our holiday celebration. That's where organizations like Christmas Clearing Council and Waukesha County Head Start Program come into play. My next guest is Peggy Hibbert, volunteer coordinator from the Waukesha County Head Start Program, and Carol Rogers, director of Family Services. And they're here to share with us how they step in to help in a situation like what we just explained. So thank you for being here today, Peggy and Carol. Hi, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting us today. You're welcome. So before we get into how Head Start steps in to help, tell us how you got involved with the organization. Well, um, Jill, I got involved with the um, Christmas Clearing Council in 1990 when I found myself, and I'm, I'm married and we have two children, but I'm also pregnant with twins. And I was not able to work at that time because I was very pregnant with my twins. And I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old at home. And my husband was the only one that was working at the time. And again, money was very tight for us. You know, I wasn't able to work, so there went my income out the window. Mm-hmm. And... um an agency, I think I, I think I was actually at the food pantry at that time, and she said, have you thought about signing up for Christmas Clearing Council? And I had no idea what that was because um, I never needed services like that before. So I had said, well, give me the form. I'll fill it out. I filled it out and um, sent it in, and my children got adopted at Christmas time. It was amazing. It was something so special for us that um, I couldn't even believe the things that the family did for us. Mm, um, it really... Beautiful. Really helped. And then at that point in time, I said to my husband, I said, when we get on our feet, this is something that we're going to do. And I kept saying that for a few years because because different things happened. Life happens. Yeah, life happens and more children happen. And we weren't we were participants of the Christmas Clearing Council for several years. So um, it, it was a life changing experience for myself and my children and my husband as well. So then how did you get involved with Waukesha County Head Start program? Well, when I went back to work full time and stopped having children, um, I was offered a position at the Waukesha Head Start program when my oldest daughter in 1990 uh, went to the program at Head Start. And um, I was um, very involved in the Head Start program. Actually, I didn't get employed there till 96, I think it was. So I was involved in the Head Start program as a parent, going to different meetings, being part of different committees, seeing what everything had to offer. It was amazing. It was a whole new life for me, having somebody listen to what I had to say, you know, mm-hmm. being involved in meetings and people listening to me. It was like really cool and real high for a stay-at-home mom to have people listen to her. It was sure. really cool. Sure. You know, and I got to meet other single moms or stay-at-home moms and um, and just different things like that. And the Head Start program really changed my life. I mean, my husband and I um, were involved in the community. Um, we did things with our children at school. We learned how to be really good parents to our children through the Head Start program. And that's, and we're actually going to get into more of the specifics of the Head Program, Head Start program and what they do. But Carol, do you, can you share with us quickly what, uh, why you got involved with the organization? I'd be glad to. I was hired as a classroom teacher 28 years ago and Head Start, we call it two generation program in that we work not just with the children, but also with the families. So part of our requirement, our federally funded requirement is to do home visits. So you really get to know your families in your classroom very individually. Um, I switched positions a little bit when I started working 
also at Head Start with families that have children under the age of three. And so those families are all visited every week in home. And the first year that I was working in the homes, I had two families that really stood out in my mind, um, especially around the Christmas holiday. One was a very young single mom who was raising four little girls under the age of five all on her own. And she and I got to know each other, obviously. She explained to me that she had grown up in a home where there was no mention of Christmas, nothing. Mm. Um, no, she didn't know the words to Christmas carols. They never had a Christmas tree. It oh, was sad. a day just like yeah. every other day. Yeah. But she wanted to make a change for her little girls. Mm. So she told me the story of how she went down the road prior to Christmas and picked up things that she found along the street did her best to clean them up and give them to the little girls at Christmas. And mm. that made a big difference in my life. Obviously, I I didn't have that kind of a background. I grew up, everything was great at Christmas. Sure. Um, we kind of forget about that, right? We do. You know, that yeah. we, we kind do. of think about, you know, people we're in our struggles. own little bubble and we forget that mm-hmm. there are people mm-hmm. out there that need our help. And so, so you have a... Um, a very real reason to be involved with the organization. Um, actually, the Head Start program is under the umbrella of the National Centers of Learning Excellence, right? So can you explain that in more detail? Well, National Centers of Learning Excellence has a, um, it's an umbrella where we have our a nurturing program that's Child and Family Centers of Excellence, which is a, a daycare program as well. And then we have Head Start and Early Head Start. So it all falls under one one name. And so what are some of the ways that enrolled children and families benefit from the Head Start program specifically? Well, the Head Start program runs Monday through Thursday, um, half days, um, Monday through Friday. So they're there morning and the afternoon. So parents have an opportunity to go to work and having the daycare right there. So your child can go to Head Start in the morning and then daycare in the afternoon. You can pick your child up or your child can go to Head daycare in the morning and head start in the afternoon and take the bus home. It enables the parents to go out into the workplace and get a job and be there, be out into community working longer than just three and a half hours a day. Mm-hmm. So having a safe place for your child to be while you're working is the school where they're attending is really important to our families to have that one one stop shop, so to speak. Yeah, and the idea of Head Start, my understanding anyway, from when we met previously, is. This is a way to give these young kids a leg up, so to speak, in in before they start their schooling years. Exactly. And so it supports literacy and, you know, just readying the student or the child rather to become a student. Yes. Right? Yes. We're teaching the foundation of learning. They have to learn to play together. They have to learn to be together in a classroom in order to be successful into into the future years of going to school. They have to be able to follow rules, self-esteem, um, just being in the classroom with other children and listening to using their listening ears and doing things is so important to the kids because if you don't have that, you don't have that concentration going on to kindergarten and to future classrooms, it's going to be hard for them to concentrate and do things. Sure. You know, and some kids, you know, are at home and they do nothing. You know, the parents do everything for them. You know, we have some children who can't tie their shoes, who can't put on their coats because they've never been away from mom and dad. So this is an eye-opening experience for both mom and dad and the child because we've seen temper tantrums where, no, you have to help me put on my coat and no, you have to help me tie my shoes because mom and dad does it for them at home. But here, 
we're teaching them that it's okay. You know, you need to learn how to tie your shoes and put your coat on. And you should see the smiles on the faces of these kids once they master that little plan of tying their shoes or putting their coats on. It's it's the best thing in the world is to go through there and say, I zipped up my own coat today. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, that's something that, that we take for granted. We take for granted. Um, I'm reading a book right now called The Greatest Gift, and a fantastic book talking about um, how we need to give our children the opportunity to be self-sufficient because if we're doing everything for them they're just they're not going to learn we're not helping we're, them. yeah we're thinking we're doing a great thing for them but really it's it's a detriment because they're not learning the skills themselves so head start program is giving them the opportunity yes, just- to yeah, to be proud of their accomplishments. Yes, and they yeah. are. You should see the kids in the classroom. They're just amazing when they get to do some of the things that they've never done by themselves. And it's not to take away from their mom and dad. It's just their independence. They've done this. This is amazing. It's great. Mm, and I can imagine. Well, what um, what are the eligibility requirements as far as income, residency, that kind of a thing? To be to qualify for the Head Start program, you have to live in the Waukesha County. Not just the city of Waukesha, but Waukesha County. So that means you could be in Menominee Falls, Muskego, Maquanago, Oconomowoc. Um, and then you have to fall within our, our income guidelines, which is 100% below poverty level. So a family of four has to make less than 20000 I believe, it's $160. So it's it's not a lot of money, sure. you know. Yeah. So, and we require... But it's it, defined, you defined. know, so it's it tangible, de- right? Yes. I mean, it's just tangible to understand yes. how they qualify. Okay. Um, well, the, the question of funding is actually something many people want to know about, you know, so they can understand how these organizations can do what they do. So stay tuned to hear how the Head Start program is bridging that gap between federal support and sharing the gift of love. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking with Peggy Hibbard and Carol Rogers from the Waukesha County Head Start Program. You talked to me previously, Peggy, about the need for your program to develop non-federal support. How are you doing that? Well, yes, every year we get our money from the federal government, and um, we get that. And we have to provide um, 25% of our base grant in in in-kind donation. And in-kind donation can come from many, many different ways. It can come from cash, merchandise, or time. And most of our families give us time by um, reading to their child, going um, on, coming to family activities and things like that. But the big bulk of our th- com- things come from is cash. We don't go out and solicitate for cash. Um, we don't have, um, we write for grants and stuff like that, but um, I'm not really familiar with all of the in-kind donation. But merchandise also. Merchandise is a big thing. We Sometimes we have families that have a connection at like the Dollar Tree or Walmart or Target or some some place that they're working at, and agencies like that or stores like that um, want to give back to the community, so they look for a nonprofit to give things to. So we've been hooked up with um, donations, huge donations from the Hallmark um, stores. Um, years ago, we got huge donation from Hallmark every once in a while. Cole's Department Store is amazing for giving us books and stuffed animals for our families, which are, is huge for our families. I imagine. Now, I just need to ask this. Um, 
obviously because you support literacy, books are a big piece, I yes. would imagine. Do you accept used books? Yes, we do. Okay, because yes. I've been to Goodwill stores all around the community and they have awesome books. You know, shout out to Goodwill. If you're looking for books, um, you know, they have a, a uh, top selling you know, bestseller section, they have a kids section and great place to get books for a decent price uh, to then donate to an organization. We have a great group from uh, Knights of Columbus, a group of elderly gentlemen that collect books and bring us a a drop off every couple months. That's wonderful. Shout out to them too. Yes. 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 So uh, merchandise. So then a lot of places will give us like at the end of the year, school supplies stuff, they will donate to it. Uh, that stuff to us for consumables so we can use that stuff in the classroom um, last year at Christmas time um, some somebody didn't pick up some donations from five below so they contacted me they saw my marker my magnet on my car and said oh you're from Head Start can you use a donation of toys that we had left over that nobody picked up and it was like right before Christmas time oh let and, me think for two seconds yes, yes absolutely <laughs> we can always use that stuff at Head Start so I said, yes, I'll pick it up and threw it, and we got it, put it in our store for our families. If they need that extra special gift for like a birthday present or something, we have that there. And we reward our parents by, by volunteering in the classrooms and volunteering on field trips that they can save up all their volunteer time in their bank and go shopping in our store, which is made through all donations that are in our store. So you can okay. get um, toys and different things like that. We do have some people that will donate sundries and things like that. So we have those available for our families. So again, um, it's no charge. No charge they at just all. bank, if you will, their their Volunteer time, talents, time. resources, yes. and then use that. Okay. In later times, too. There are also restaurants, which are great. We have a large family activity monthly. And when we serve, usually we serve food at an activity. And we've had restaurants and different places in the area that will say, can you take a donation of you know, 50 pounds of whatever it might be. And we and there are, again, you're saying, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Where do you want me to pick it yeah. up? Exactly, yeah. We always get the best cinnamon buns from Texas Roadhouse for oh, one of nice. our events. And so we really, really appreciate that as well. Wonderful, wonderful. We also, oh. A lot of our local um, community, our stores and shops will will help us out with different things when we have our carnivals and things like that. So they're they're always willing to give. They always think Head Start is an awesome opportunity. Well, again, I think about when years ago now, because all my children are out of the house, but years ago when I would go through the junk drawer, you know, you would find tons of crayons and colored markers and, and uh, scrap paper, um, colored paper, you know, all these things that just sit there now in the craft drawer. Um, do you accept those as yes. well for yes, within the school? Obviously not yes. for a gift, but for, for the school. The school. Yeah. We've had a couple of um, teachers retire and they have their teacher room. They've taken that apart and given us a whole bunch of crafts and a whole bunch of paper. Some scrapbooker donated a bunch of scrapbook papers to us. And if anybody out there is a scrapbooker knows how expensive that paper is, yes, we yeah. have tons of it that we use for different activities. So we don't usually say no to any <laughs> donation that comes down our line because somebody can use it in some way, shape, or form. It can be done in the classroom, or we hear of somebody who needs it at home as well. So if it's one of our families that are looking for something and we have it, we'll give it to them. Okay. I'd also like to mention we have a couple of schools 
that we've been working in collaboration with over the past many, many years. And uh, that's our biggest day of volunteering. We have one of the schools from Muskego, the high school, comes in and these kids, they come in, about 150 of them come and spend the morning wow. with our little ones. We pair them up one-to-one. They make a Christmas craft to take home for their family. They play games. They read stories to them. It is just astounding. And all pre-work that they've done, they bring to us. They've done collections. They've done bake sales. Uh, they have gotten people um that are affiliated with other fraternal organizations. And every year they bring in like cases of winter coats for us. Nice. So they're great. And then another one of the schools that helps us is this um, Kettle Moraine. Kettle Moraine. Um, DECA Club. The DECA Club. Oh. They come in oh, and do yeah. the same thing yeah. for our afternoon groups. Yeah. That's so and it's, it's, it's really neat to see the students mm-hmm. doing that for other students. Yeah, it makes yeah. them aware that not everybody is growing up the same way that yep. they are. Well, any kind of service project I think yeah. is important for a child to be involved in so that they get um, an understanding of, you know, not everybody sits in luxury like they may. Uh, and maybe it's not even luxury, but they have all their needs provided right, for. And exactly. not everybody is is in that situation. So I'm definitely an advocate of the kids, you know, doing, again, this the boots on the ground type of mm-hmm. type of work. So, so I had interviewed a while back next door, Milwaukee, which has volunteers come in and read to the children. So you're saying that that's an opportunity as well. If somebody has, absolutely, I'm looking for ways, other ways that volunteers can can help out. So coming in and again giving of your time, your talents, your resources. Definitely reading in the classroom, coming in. We've had Cole's organization come in and they've um, cleaned a classroom. You know, they brought a bunch of people in and they scrubbed down the walls, they scrubbed down chairs. And then at the end of it, I do believe we got a cash donation from them as well. They matched what their workers did and we got a cash donation from them oh, as well. Nice. So that was really nice. I went I think I went to buy computers at one time. You know, I mean it's earmarked for something to go back into the school. Sure. If you have time to spare, we'll find a project. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So let's say that there's a family that doesn't live in Waukesha County. Are there other head start programs like yours in other areas? Yes, they're all through the state of Wisconsin. They're in different states as well. They're across all of the United States and um, including Puerto Rico, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if I have a family that's moving out of my area that's going to move into a different county, I will try to match them with a head start in their area. So if they're not living here or if they're living here and moving someplace else, we always make sure that we try to connect them with another agency that will provide their needs as well. Okay, so in other parts of the country, it's under the National Centers of Learning Excellence? No, or is it would that be just locally? Head Start. Okay, it would yeah. just be Head Start. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the National Centers of Learning Excellence is our umbrella local here one. locally. Exactly. And the Head Start program is all around. Okay, yes, exactly. wonderful. Well, we want to be sure that listeners understand how they can get a hold of you. So do you have uh, phone numbers, contact names, well, Facebook page? Our, our, we do have a Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> it's Waukesha Head Start, Early Head Start. And um, oh, we, say that one more time. That's a mouthful. Waukesha Head Start and Early Head Start. And they'll be able to see all the different fun activities that we do there. We post a lot of things on there, what we're doing, upcoming events, and different things like that. Our website, I believe, is Waukesha Early Head Start.org. You okay. can. It's and I suppose if you just Google it, Waukesha uh, County Head Start exactly. Program, they'll come up with something. Exactly. Okay. And the telephone number one more time? 262-548-8080. 
and then you'll reach somebody there. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for doing what you do and making a difference in the lives of the people in Waukesha County. Thank you, Jill. You're welcome. I want to thank my all of my guests today, Sarah Hine from the Christmas Clearing Council, Peggy Hibbard, and Carol Rogers from the Waukesha County Head Start Program. Uh, thank you both. Thank you all for all that you do to bless many children in our area at Christmas as well as throughout the whole year. If you'd like further information about the people or the organizations we talked to today, you can reach out to them directly as they gave you that contact information. Or you can always email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262 662- 691-3200. You can also visit our website at ellenbecker.com and you can listen to podcasts uh, that we've, some of the radio shows that we've done in the past. You can also ask Alexa by saying, Alexa, play WISN AM 1130, or you can tune in via the iHeartRadio app. So join us again in two weeks as we talk with other inspiring and passionate guests who are sharing information about how they're having an impact and making a difference for others in our community. And we hope that this will really inspire you to make a difference and to get involved with a local nonprofit in some way and and bless someone. So find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a great weekend.